Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. I'm recording today's episode from my living room, and I'm talking about the importance of refeeds while dieting. This is a great topic, one that really interests me, and one that a lot of people need to hear, especially if you're trying to lose weight and you're kind of constantly on a diet. This is a super important episode, something I'm really passionate about. I want to start doing more question and answer episodes in the future, so if you have any questions about fitness, about motivation, workouts, or food and nutrition, head on over to triplefpodcast.com and every one of these episodes is posted basically as a blog post. So you can go to those posts, leave a comment, and from there, um, I'll answer those in the other episodes. So we can do some more question and answer style episodes. Ask me anything. I'll try to answer as many questions as I can as they come in. Uh, so head on over to triplefpodcast.com. Leave me a question on uh, one of the episodes, preferably this one if you're listening to it. And I'll see it and try to make an episode around that topic. Hope you all enjoy today's episode. It's a Foodie Friday about refeeds. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Hey yo, it's Friday, which means another Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. And I'm talking about refeeds today. I want to give a quick shout out to those who have started listening to the podcast. We got a huge jump in downloads this week, which really gets me excited. Uh, so I hit my goal for this month of of total downloads for the show. Uh, for the launch. So I thank everyone who supported the show, downloaded the show, listened to it. I thank you all. Welcome to the new listeners. Thank you for a couple new reviews we got. And that contest is still underway once we hit 20. So I will draw a name and send you something in the mail. So go leave a review if you haven't done that yet. You can go to the podcast app on your phone uh, or iTunes on your computer. Search for Fitness, Food, and Freedom or Jordan Stoltz, whichever you prefer. And click on the cover art that my lovely wife Sarah created for me. It's the three F's that says Fitness, Food, Freedom underneath it. And then click on ratings and reviews. Leave a five-star rating. That would be great. A written review would mean a lot, too. Just showing that I touch some people with my information uh, that I'm giving. And it just really encourages me to keep coming out with great content. So today is a Foodie Friday. I'm recording this from my living room. Dogs are passed out around me. It's starting to get colder here in Lincoln, Nebraska. And... Uh, you can definitely tell they're starting to act like winter dogs again instead of summer dogs as it was like 70-something degrees a little bit ago. I'm talking about refeeds today, which is a great topic, something that really interests me just really because a lot of people need it, and a lot of people don't know they need it. So what a refeed – well, I'll get into what a refeed basically is, the difference between a refeed and cheat day, and just the problem with diets in general, people who are on diets – constantly. So these are what we call perpetual dieters, people who are constantly on a diet. I'm sure you know them, you might even be them, uh, who are always trying to lose some belly fat. So uh, this episode is for you, and it's something that will really take your results to the next level, really help your hormone levels balance out, and really help your results just come that much faster. So 
I definitely recommend uh, refeeds to everybody, and this episode will give you a great start on how to implement them and what they actually are. I hope everyone had a great week this week, and we're finishing off strong with a Foodie Friday. Foodie Friday. So there is a problem with diets, right? Like I said, you know that person, you might even be that person that's constantly on a diet, constantly in a caloric deficit, trying to lose weight, trying to lose inches off their waist. And there's a problem with diets. Uh, one of them is that a lot of the results are temporary, right? So you hear the ter- you've heard the term yo-yo dieting before, where basically... You're on the diet, then you're off the diet, you're going up and down in your weight, in your inches, in how you feel. That's basically what a yo-yo diet is, and that's super common. Also, also it's um, it's just a fact that like a lot of these low caloric intake diets, so if you're eating you know a thousand calories a day uh, just to lose more weight, that's temporary results too. You're going to end up bouncing back it said on the show the biggest loser uh, was a huge percent of people 70 80 percent of those people end up putting more weight on after the show ends than they had before which is just crazy they lose all that weight they work so hard and because they're so restricted disciplined for that short amount of time they bounce back hard they yo-yo diet right back into where they were before and then it's basically like that last few months was a waste of time there's ways to fix this you want not the results from the diet to be temporary you want the diet to be temporary right so you don't want to constantly be in a diet you want to get it over with and you want to then eat for health that's super important and something i'll do an episode on later where it's really important that you don't just eat to look better you don't just eat so the scale weight goes down you eat for health you eat to feel good you eat to perform well in the gym or in life and you eat so you know you don't have any things like intolerances flaring up allergies all these things are signals your body's giving you that you need to eat for health so that's a huge thing that will really help with your long-term sustainability on that diet. Long-term restriction is one of the worst things you can do for your body. I'm talking caloric restriction, so eating really low calories, trying to lose weight just for the sake of the scale going down, just for the sake of that tape measure getting tighter. Long-term calorie restriction is one of the worst things you can do for your body. It creates an environment of stress for your body. Your body... It's not necessarily starvation mode like some people say, but it is a stress. And that's the last thing your body needs. It's the last thing you need for your health. If you're in a diet, and a low-calorie diet especially, for a long, long period of time, that is stressful on your body. That is like you are trying to find food constantly is what your body thinks. And the only way it knows really how to handle that is, one, to hang on to the fat because it wants to survive and two to just release tons of cortisol which is the stress hormone so those are some problems with diets that i see some big problems in the fitness industry and really that can result in things like eating disorders even if you don't have an extreme eating disorder it could be one it could be some body dysmorphia issues a lot of different things stem from these yo-yo diets something that needs to be fixed 
I want to talk a little bit more about long-term caloric restriction. That's what I said is the worst possible thing for your body, stresses your body out, makes you release so much cortisol. And I want to go over four things that are terrible about it, okay? Four reasons not to get into long-term caloric restriction. Number one, it crashes your hormones, okay? Long-term caloric restriction if you're a man, for instance, will really deplete your testosterone and really you'll feel the results of that. You'll feel that in the gym, in the bedroom, just everywhere in your life you'll feel less motivated, less powerful, less strong. All these things testosterone gives to you. If you are in a long-term caloric restriction, you're not eating enough food, your body won't produce it in the same way. So that will create a hormone crash It'll also, you know, spike uh, the cortisol, like I was saying. In women, that's terrible, and you're really not going to lose weight easily if your uh, cortisol is spiked. It'll get your hormones all out of whack. If you're a woman, your estrogen will be at weird levels, your testosterone will be at weird levels, and your cortisol will be very high. So these these are really bad things uh, for your diet, for your nutritional success, and that's just number one. Number two is that it alters your mood. So we've all been there, right? We've all had calorie restriction. We've all been on a diet where you're hungry and you got grumpy, right? You got hangry. My wife will tell you I am the first person to get hangry if we're out shopping or something like that. I got to say she gets pretty hangry too. I think it's really common. Most people will get hangry. They get angry because they're hungry. And if you're in a long-term calorie restriction, your mood is going to suffer. Your relationships are going to suffer. You're going to say things you don't mean. You're going to feel irritable. You're going to feel short-tempered. These things are bad. These things will really stress out your life and they will not improve your life for sure. That's the whole point of fitness and nutrition um, advice really is just to improve your life and if your mood is crashed your hormones are crashed those things aren't improving your life number three is that it's detrimental to performance so not only will your mood and your hormones suffer but really because of these things and just the lack of energy you're feeding your body you're not going to be able to perform in the gym very well which means less results right so if you're trying to gain muscle while you're in a calorie deficit that's going to be impossible if you're in a forever calorie deficit. If you're trying to get stronger, you're not going to be able to do that if you haven't eaten enough in a long time. You're not going to be able to lose fat the right way because you're not eating enough food, right? So you can't perform the same way in the gym that you could when you're eating higher calories. With the lower calories, your performance is really suffering and it's really hindering your results. Number four, my last reason long-term calorie restriction is awful is that the body will adapt, right? So this is the scariest thing. So if you're on a diet and you have, you drop your calories really low right from the get-go, you know, you drop them down to 1,200 calories because you want to lose that weight fast, you want to get ripped, you want to get shredded. What's going to happen is your body is going to adapt to that. So your body is going to eventually stall at that point. And if you drop your calories too fast, too soon, it's going to adapt to that lower number. Then what are you going to do? You're going to lower them by 300 more calories? You're going to drop below 1,000 calories? No, that's just not sustainable, and you'll end up yo-yo dieting. You'll stall, and you know you, you can't just eat less and less and less. That's the way that you wither away and blow away in the wind, pretty much. So when your body adapts to these lower calories, that's not a good thing. You want the basically the first or second calorie number that you have 
for your weight loss to be basically the one and only, right? So with that number, maybe a little bit lower as time goes on, you should be able to lose all the weight you need to with that one restriction, not keep dropping your numbers because you're not losing weight. And there's a, a very popular method in diets called cheat days, right? So with long-term calorie restriction, nutritionists and uh, fitness professionals will usually suggest cheat days where basically you can eat anything you want. You eat really high calorie. People use it as an excuse to eat junk food sometimes. Uh, but there's a few things that are wrong with cheat days, and I'm going to go over why a cheat day isn't really a good thing and why a refeed is better. So a cheat day is used to fix this problem of long-term calorie restriction. You're taking a day a week or every two weeks and you're spiking your calories up super high. You're you're getting yourself a lot of carbohydrates probably, uh, which is good. And you're just taking that day just to take a diet break, which is really important. So that's what they're used for, but most people will do them wrong, uh, which is why the term cheat day isn't a good thing. So cheat days, people can definitely go overboard. You can, you, know, you can hit up all these terrible food sources, you know, burgers, pizza, ice cream, cookies, all these things. If you pound them all in one day, you're going to end up with your calorie balance for that week thrown way off. So if you have a 500 calorie deficit for six days of the week, you're going to have, you know, about 3000 calorie uh, deficit by the end of the week. You hit that seventh day, you do your cheat day. And if you eat 7,000 calories or something ridiculous like that, you are going to throw off your weight loss results because you're spiking up your calories. By the end of the week, you'll be lucky if you have any calorie deficit at all. So that's a big problem with cheat days. Another problem is that most of the time they have no structure. So people, if they track their food, they'll stop tracking their food during cheat days and they'll just pound food, go on the seafood diet. You see food and you eat it. And this, this no structure results in overeating almost always. And sometimes it'll result in not enough eating if you get the right person. So sometimes a person will use this cheat day to kind of you know, get away from that long-term calorie restriction, take a diet break, but they won't eat enough carbohydrates or protein. And, you know, that'll definitely hurt your results. It'll just be like you're in that calorie restriction the whole time. Another reason cheat days are bad is the fat is always too high. So the term cheat day makes you think junk food. With junk food comes a lot of fat, a lot of trans fat. And in a proper refeed day, which I'll get into later, you want the fat low and the carbs high to replenish your glycogen stores, give your body that energy, reset your hormones. Your fat is going to be at a pretty steady level through your whole week of calorie restriction. I never suggest people go low fat. A low fat diet is terrible for you, uh, will really mess up your hormones and other problems in your body. So your fat should be at a pretty good level already. If you raise it up on that cheat day, you're really going to slow down your progress. That's a big problem with pounding junk food on cheat days. And the last problem is just that this turns into yo-yo dieting, right? You starve yourself in the week looking forward to that cheat day. You put in way too much food in the cheat day, a lot of junk food, and then you feel terrible. So you go back to the same cycle of calorie restriction, long-term calorie restriction, starving yourself, eating even less than before, maybe and then you do that all over again cheat day restriction cheat day restriction cheat cheat day restriction and you end up not getting your goal 
there's a few ways I recommend to get around this. Refeed days is one of them. That's what I'm going to talk about next. Stuff Jordan Loves. And it is time for Stuff Jordan Loves. It's a foodie Friday, so I'm doing a food. I'm going to talk about something nutritional that I really like. And I'm about to get into the topic of refeed days, which basically are overfeeding yourself carbohydrates for a day. And uh, that's a little spoiler for what's coming up in the episode. But I want to talk about one of my favorite quick carbohydrate sources. I already talked about my power breakfast bowl last episode. something I really like. However, you don't always have time to make something up like that. You don't always have time to cut up fruit, cut up vegetables. Uh, Maybe you don't have time to make a pot of rice or make some potatoes, whatever your favorite carb of choice is. So, my stuff Jordan loves today is Uncle Ben's Rice Packets. Stuff Jordan loves. I love Uncle Ben's Rice because it's instant rice and it's really good. It tastes so good. I'm really into Cajun food, Cajun seasoning. I love their red beans and rice packs. So basically you just tear a slit in the bag, put it in the microwave uh, for 90 seconds, pull it out, put it on your plate, and it's good to go. It's amazing. It tastes really good. The texture is good. It's not weird. It's not crunchy. And um, it tastes great, I think. I think they have a lot of good ones that I liked. Uh, t- today I actually had a quinoa brown rice blend with garlic. That was delicious. Simple, but really good, and a really good way to add carbs. I think in one bag, uh, there's something like two cups of rice, so that's around 90 grams of carbs. That's a lot. So if you were watching your carbs, you could split that between a couple people, save some for later. But if you need the carbs, that's a good way to add quick carbs that are really good and nutritionally pretty good for you. That's my stuff Jordan loves today is Uncle Ben's Rice Packets. Stuff Jordan Loves. Foodie Friday. And back with Foodie Friday. So I talked about cheat days, long-term calorie restriction, the problem with diets. Now I want to get into refeeds. So refeeds, what a refeed is, is kind of the same concept as a cheat day, right? You're taking a day to spike your calories and you're taking a day to spike your carbohydrates. So this can be once per week, once every two weeks if you have a lot of weight to lose, and maybe even twice a week if you're really lean, you just want to get a little bit more body fat off of you. So what a refeed day basically is you're increasing carbs dramatically, you're keeping protein close to the same, maybe dropping it a little bit, and fat you're keeping it close to the same, maybe dropping it a little bit. So because your carbs are going up, your calories are going to go up. But this number is not dramatic, right? So this number isn't like 7,000 calories of junk food. This number is carbohydrates without the fat. So that really keeps your refeed day pretty clean. You're going to have to increase you know, your consumption of something like potatoes, rice, pasta, breads, anything like that. But you can't eat the fat with it, so you got to be pretty careful. You can't just pound a bunch of french fries on your refeed day. That's going to really slow down your results for that upcoming week. So, you know, refeed days once a week, let's say, if you're the average person, you'll need that once a week. Do it once on the weekend to give you an excuse to eat a little more food. Um, You'll increase carbs dramatically, so this changes for every person. That's why I like nutritional coaching, uh, just to know how much your refeed days should be. Uh, Really, everyone at the start, though, doesn't really need them. You should go two or three weeks without one because you're probably eating too much before. So the refeed days, though, you increase carbs, you spike them up. Usually you add one or 200 grams of carbs extra than you normally eat. So if you're eating 100 grams of carbs, 
you know, spike that up to 300 for that day while keeping fat and protein the same or a little lower if you want to watch the calories. What this is going to do is it's going to really help your hormones. It's going to help your leptin, spike your insulin, decrease your cortisol. It's going to be great for your body's hormones to kind of reset. And that's internally what it's doing. Externally, what it's doing is it's keeping that calorie number effective, right? So I talked about that the body will adapt to the low calorie number. If you spike the food like this, then the body won't be able to adapt to it. When you drop the calories back down, you'll start with your progress again. So you'll find yourself stalling by the end of the week, usually in your diet. You refeed, eat some more carbs. After a couple days, you'll start losing weight again at that same calorie number. If you would have skipped the, skipped the refeed and just kept going, it would have been mentally taxing and you probably wouldn't have uh, lost any more weight. So you'll oftentimes even not have to wait a couple days. You'll wake up the next day after the refeed leaner and feeling lighter so you'll weigh less and that's a crazy effect that is really hard to explain it's just your body needs some extra carbs so when you spike the carbs like that it's really powerful and you'll often wake up even you know if you hit a plateau you're stuck at say 160 pounds at the end of the refeed day even though you're at 160 for three days you might drop down to 158 which is just a crazy phenomenon it really gets you excited and motivated for your diet as well another way to do this which i recommend to people refeeds are good for everyone who's on a diet but if you've been on long-term calorie restriction forever if you've been dieting you know for months and months more than three months i would say you need to take a diet break if you're not still able to lose weight you need to take a diet break spike your calories up for like a week to four weeks just eat at maintenance level eat maybe a little more than maintenance so you can stay healthy you can get happy again and your body will just get used to those higher calories so when you drop them back down it'll be more effective a lot of people need diet breaks especially women i find that men tend to overeat so men usually will just need to diet refeed diet refeed that kind of pattern women though will try to take the calories so low and they'll stay there for a long time because they don't have huge appetites. They don't have as big a cravings to just pig out. So a woman will stay in this calorie deficit forever, which is just terrible for their hormones. Um, and other reasons I got into in some earlier episodes. So yes, refeeds will help uh, once a week, but you're still in that calorie restriction for one for six sevenths of your week. So a diet break is is really important. This is just like a prolonged refeed. Maybe it's a couple weeks where you're just giving your body a break and it needs it. Trust me, you'll feel so much better after this diet break. You might even want to stay on it longer and you might see better results during the break than you did for that whole diet. And I did want to touch on water retention because this is something you might experience. So there are those people that will They'll go through their refeed day, and during the refeed day, you know, they'll do it well. They'll eat the right amount of carbs, fat, protein. They'll track their numbers, which is what I recommend. And they'll wake up the next day leaner, weighing less. However, depending on genetics and depending on the food you eat, so higher sodium foods, maybe higher fat foods mixed with the carbs, 
these things will cause some water retention. And because you're eating more food and especially more carbohydrates, your water retention is going to be a lot higher. So this is for most people. If you really spike the carbohydrates like that, you'll probably hold a little water for a day or two. This happens naturally. It's nothing to freak out about. I wouldn't stress about what you eat because it's going to cause water retention. Uh, Just eat whatever, you know, as long as you're staying within those numbers. So I wouldn't freak out about this. Over the next day or two, that water retention is going to go away once you get back to your calorie deficit. You're going to shed that water weight in the first 24, 48 hours, and you'll be back on track. So don't freak out about that. That might happen. The weight on the day right after the refeed usually isn't relevant to your progress. So if you wake up way, you know, weighing way less after refeed day, you'll probably have that go up the next day and then you'll start dropping down. And if you wake up the next morning after your refeed weighing maybe a pound more and you freak out, probably in the next day or two, you're going to be back down to right where you were and start heading right down that uh, line again for your weight. So the important thing as you're dieting is to focus on you know, averages for the scale weight, not really the daily numbers. You can track your weight every day and your waist measurement every day just to keep track of these averages. Overall, though, the important thing is the average over time is going down, right? It's going to go up and down. If you have a line graph of your weight, it's going to be jagged. It's going to have spikes. It's going to have dips. Overall, though, you want to be able to draw a line from your starting weight down straight to your ending weight. And there's going to be jumps and there's going to be spikes and drops. And that's natural. That's perfectly fine. A lot of that's usually water retention. A lot of that can be social events. Stuff comes up. And I know that. And in the long term, it doesn't matter, right? If it takes you five to seven extra days on your diet because you went out once or twice, that's fine. Just don't let it prolong too long. So you end up in a long-term calorie deficit. That's really my advice as far as weighing yourself. So take those weekly averages, even monthly averages, and just compare it to your last, right? So if this week you averaged, you know, over all the seven days, you averaged 180 pounds. Last week you averaged 181 pounds. That's progress, right? You basically lost, you basically lost a pound. So even if the actual day that you weigh yourself at the end of the week, you weigh the same or more, don't freak out. Take the weekly low. Take an average out of all the days, however you want to do it. Just stay consistent. Foodie Friday. And that will conclude it for another Foodie Friday episode. I love Foodie Fridays. I love talking nutrition and diets. Like I said, if you want to me to answer some questions, maybe a specific case study like for you and give my advice for you. I think that'd be really helpful for the listeners. Head on over to www.triplefpodcast.com. Leave a comment on one of these episodes. So you're going to see the episode just like it appears on iTunes. This one, you know, Foodie Friday, the importance of refeasible dieting episode 12. That's how it'll look on the site. Click there, leave a comment. I'll respond via the podcast. So I won't Uh, I won't respond on the comment. I'll respond through the podcast. Also, thank you to everyone who's listening. That is new. Thank you to those who have reviewed the show. And I want to call to action for you guys to go subscribe to the show. So if you just download the show to listen to it a couple times, maybe you're testing out the waters, that's great. But head on over to your podcast app and subscribe so you get these episodes downloaded as they come out. I think that is really important because they're coming out so regularly. So three episodes a week. So you definitely want those 
in your phone in a timely fashion. You can head back in the library. We've got 12 episodes. You can go back and listen to if you want some more information. Check out the YouTube page. There's lots of different uh, resources for you that I'm putting out. So hopefully you guys enjoyed today's episode. Hopefully you all had a great week. And if you're dieting, you're cutting, hopefully you have a refeed coming up this weekend now after hearing this show. And if you've been on a diet forever, if it feels like forever you've been in calorie deficit, Maybe it's time for a break. So I hope you guys all got something out of this episode. I'm Jordan Stoltz. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is the Triple F Podcast. I'll see you next week for motivation. Sorry, I got cut off there. I'll see you next week for Motivation Monday. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom. 